Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. And we're your hosts today for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. We're broadcasting today from St. Mary's Parish here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sunny Sioux Falls, as Dr. Chris Bergwald would say. Yes. He doesn't even have a window, so. No, but it's always, it it's always sunny in Dr. Bergwald's <laughs> world. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> Must be. <laughs> or disturbing, we're not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got a great show lined up today. Uh, we've got Father Timothy Castor. He'll be on talking about indulgences mm-hmm. when praying for the souls. That's a good one. Yeah. And then your sister. Father, oh, there we go. I'll Laura to, Ruttenwoods will be on. We'll have to behave. I know. We'll have to put on our best behavior. Mm-hmm. But before we get too far into our show, Father, will you lead us in prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this new day. and as the seasons continue to change, and we ask that you might be with us in the midst of it all. As we bring this month of October to a close as well, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of Mary, our mother, and the gift of the rosary. We just ask that each person may be drawn deeper into that Trinitarian love that is present for each of us, that you may be with those who are struggling in any way. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right. Well, thank you, Father. Yeah. How are things going? They're going well. It's uh, it's always busy, always busy, busy, yeah. busy with the school and activities and life and yeah. So it's good. And then we're about to enter into uh, Advent before we know it. Yeah, yeah. Let's just try to work through November okay, first. Fine <laughs> details. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, so, I'm not ready for October. Yeah, to be like, over. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, "Oh, we have till the end of October." I'm like, "Ah, uh, you do know that's this week, right?" Yeah. He's like, "What? Like, yeah, October's over. Yep, it's so, over. Yeah, blink. So. Okay. Well, our first guest this morning is Todd Mickelson. Good morning, Todd. How are you? Good morning, Heather. I'm very good. Good. Thank you for joining us. Tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. You know, I'm a uh, 61-year-old husband for 36 years, father of three, and I attended Catholic high school in Fargo at Fargo-Shanley, went on to a degree from uh, Minnesota State University, Moorhead in Business, and finished my graduate program at the University of Minnesota in 1993. So I have uh, been in the last 17 years. I have been working in the uh, nonprofit world and uh, eight years with the Fargo Catholic School System in fundraising and alumni and recruitment, and now nine years with Friends of Chimbote. Nice. Well, and once you enter into nonprofit, it's kind of hard to leave, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> there's, a, there's a true daily sense of purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been working with Friends of Chimbote for how long now? Did you say? You know what? I've been working with the uh, the mission since 2013, and I actually started consulting with them back in 2009 when I was still with the Catholic school system. Okay. So wow. tell us a little bit about who the Friends of Chiboti are. 
Yeah, you know, Friends of Chimbote, we've been uh, working with the poor of uh, Chimbote, Peru, uh, for over 40 years. And our mission is to empower and transform the lives of the poor in Chimbote. And, you know, we really were based on the Gospel of Matthew 25, to serve the least of our brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. But a chance to put that into action and to even better understand and open our eyes to what poverty means in the developing world, as opposed to perhaps, uh, you know, with our neighbors where we live. Absolutely. So describe what Chimbote, Peru, looks like, what the... Oh my! Oh, you know, we <laughs> amazingly we, we had a board meeting last night, and uh, our board members are just phenomenal individuals who are truly committed—not just in time and and uh, talent and treasure, but they travel to Chimbote once wow. a year to walk through the sand dunes and meet the poor where they live and understand. Wow. So it's it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, experience to be involved with people like that. And um, we the video that we watched last night, it, it was taken, we actually now with technology and especially with the limitations due to COVID, uh, Peru has got the highest mortality rate in the world. Oh. And so we took them on a virtual tour of a, of a new community and the invasions, the emerging communities that we're working in. And so we had drones, you know, up above the community. Sure. And it's just, you know, it's, it's um, coastal desert. Oh, so wow. the entire west coast of Peru is sand. Where it's not irrigated for agriculture, it's sand. And the people are living in the sand, in shanties, uh, no running water, no sewer. Oh, my God. No commerce. Uh, these communities right now have no electricity. And some of these people have been living in those conditions for seven years because it's better than where they came from. And because wow. their goal in life is to provide an opportunity for their children to have a better life and therefore a possibility that they'll be able to take care of the parents in older age. Oh, my goodness. Well, in our culture, we, we talk about first world problems and we make jokes of it. Right. So can you talk into that a little bit, Todd, about the reality of what they're living like? So you said can, no running yeah. water. Yeah. So, yeah, no running water. You know, we've got a, a beautiful uh, video story of uh, a young woman who's, you know, 20 years old. What we really focus on are the beneficiaries. They're the ones who inspire us. Mm-hmm. Uh, their uh, determination, their faith, um, their commitment to their family and their children. It's just absolutely beautiful. And this young woman, 20 years old, she finds out she's a widow and that her husband died in an accident. But there's no... She doesn't have communication, or there's no television, or she doesn't have internet. There's, she just gets the message that her husband died in an accident. Wow. She's 20 years old. She has no skills, you know, trained skills. She has two children, a three-year-old and a less than a year. And now she's left to take care of these children in a shanty up on the top of a hill in a sand dune. Our soup kitchen in the community is a mile away that she has to walk to, and she has to walk the same distance with one child on her back and one on her hand to bring buckets of water up the hill. Now, we're providing the water, and one of our board members, it was amazing because, you know, she asked last night, and she's been down there, you know, a dozen times. Mm -hmm. But these 
emerging communities where people just basically invade the land so that they have some place to live. And over the course of 10 years, they might come to own that small little plot of land. And so they don't have any water. And so our partner, uh, we have a, an NGO in, a, in uh, Chimbote that we are, you know, fund about 90% of their operations, about 10% they generate themselves. And we're continuing to work toward that because we are about empowerment. Right. But they brought us a project and said, you know, we said, well, where can we get water? I look at the aerial maps and there's agriculture all around this area and it's all green. But these people are living with the very basic of not having water. So how can you talk about hygiene and how can you talk about, right. you know, taking care of their children? And and so we, we worked with the city to identify, you know, what where the water supply is. So there's a water supply, you know, a, a, a mile or so away. And, you know, they have enough capacity that we can actually run pipes up the hill and provide water to these seven communities that have, you know, thousands of people living. And one of the board members, it's just, she asked, she said, well, why can't the city provide water? So there's our basic understanding that that's a requirement of the municipality right. Right. to provide the basics for life. Yeah. <clears throat> they don't yeah. have any money. They, right. they can't buy the pipe. They can't hire the contractors. They literally do not have the funds because 70 to 80% of the people who live in their communities live hand-to-mouth. Cash every single day is what right. they have to live on. That doesn't get taxed. Hmm. Oh, sure. Hmm. So that's where, you know, as a part of a, you know, world mission, we have to go and touch and feel and smell and listen Mm -hmm. to the stories and feel the tears and go, I can help. Sure. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Todd Mickelson. He is, um, works with Friends of Chimbote, uh, a mission in Peru, and we're just talking about the conditions that these people are living in. Todd, can you tell us, um, so you said that they have fled to this sandy part of their country. Why have they decided to come there? What was going on that led them to leave their homes? Yeah, that's a great question, because we have to ask them the same question. When we take mission visitors down and they look at us and say, why are they living here? Mm -hmm. Why are they living in these conditions? And really, we talk about the senses and your senses turning on. The sense of smell is probably the most powerful one when you step into these conditions. And so when we ask, so we just, you know, we ask the people, why are you here? What are your hopes and dreams? And they said, well, we just, just published a story. It's absolutely wonderful. This woman left her home in the jungle. So Peru has three primary zones. They have the Amazon Basin and Jungle. They have the Andes Highlands, the mountains, and they have the Peruvian Pacific Coastal Desert. And 70% of the population or so lives along the, the coast because that's where the jobs are. That's where the fishing industry and mining, and there are a lot of jobs along the coast. So this woman is 31 years old. We said when we were building her a new home, we do prefabricated homes that donors um, donate. And we build homes for them, concrete floor, reduce the process of disease, security, safety, warmth, all of the above. Mm-hmm. And we said, well, tell us your story. And she said, I was 13, and I was living in the jungle with my family, about a dozen family members, and we had nothing to eat. And there was no education. There's no electricity. 
there was, there was no chance for me in life. So I boarded a bus with my sister by ourselves oh and gosh. traveled to Chimbote and started over. Wow. So for 18 years, <laughs> she has been living in the sand dunes, working to for a better life. Every day, hand to mouth. Oh, my wow. gosh. Unbelievable. It is. <clears throat> it is. And so, you know, our mission, what we do uh, is, is, you know, we're based on Matthew 25, but we're also, you can think about it a little bit from the standpoint of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. So you've got your base level of survival with, you know, food and water and basic health needs and shelter and clothing. And then, you know, that's kind of a triage. We need to get them through that area before they can begin to move along the pyramid, be empowered, travel along that path out of poverty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we provide those programs. We have soup kitchens. We have uh, meals that we provide. We have uh, basic medical um, support, which we just finished a, a medical clinic in one of these communities, and we found that over 65% of the children have anemia. Oh, man. They're under, they're malnourished, but anemia is so uh, critical because, it, you know, it, it, at an early age, it can severely impact their cognitive development. And, and so that's, uh, you know, as we're in these communities, we, every time we discover more and more. But so then we move on into the basic medical. We have to be healthy to be able to participate in school and work. And, and then beyond that, we move into education. And so we have education programs that provide the materials. They have to provide their own materials, their own uniforms. And these poor families don't have that money, you know, for their kids to even go to school. So we will provide, uh, we send a container down every year. It has backpacks and school supplies for the kids. Uh, we also buy them uh, in Jimbote. And um, then we move, uh, support them through tutoring. Uh, in helping them because their parents, for the vast majority, don't have an education. And so we tutor them to try to get them to be able to graduate high school. And then our education programs continue in uh, vocational training and in scholarships for post-secondary. Wow. So at that level, now, if we can educate one person in the family, if we can provide them with a mm-hmm. skill or a trade or a degree, they will take care of seven to ten of their family members. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's it's and it's beautiful. It's the way we right. were a hundred years ago. Grandpa right, and grandma right. were in the you know, building next door and and we yeah. run into that every single day. Multi generations yeah. and, and nuclear families of sisters and aunts and uncles and cousins and nephews and um and then at the very top of the pyramid, you know, is self actualization and total control of your life and at that point. We have micro-lending programs to own their own business. They're very entrepreneurial. Right. Um, and and they, they do not want a hand out. They want a hand up. Yeah. Right. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Todd Mickelson. Uh, he it works with Friends of Chibote. Uh Todd, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk some more about some of the success that you've seen in Peru with your work there. So, folks, stay with us. More Real Presence Live right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. And we're broadcasting today from St. Mary's Parish here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. We've been having a very interesting conversation with Todd Mickelson. He's out of Fargo, and he works with Friends of Chimbote. And we were just talking about... <laughs> first the, world problems. First world, literally. Oh, and my gosh. Our shows, my show always, Real Presence Live always tends to take a theme. Yeah. And today I think it's like a 10,000-foot view of life. Yeah. Yeah. Like we need a big a bigger perspective on life. Yeah. And it, that we're getting that today. Oh my gosh, yeah. So Todd, before we went to commercial, you were describing the conditions these people are living in in Peru and the chances that they take in getting just to Chimbote. And then some of the work that Friends of Chimbote has done. Can you talk about some of the successes that you've seen? You've been they've been down there for how long now? Yeah, over 40 years. Wow. So people might think that, um, well, in 40 years you should have had the problem fixed. <laughs> I'm just going to go <laughs> right, out there. Right, right, right? Welcome that's, to America. That's what like, Americans think, like, right? On. So yeah, talk about that a little bit, our, Todd. <laughs> return of our Savior before the Amen. problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. So talk uh, about some of know, the successes and, and stories that you can share about how it is making a difference. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's a, I have a great story about a, a very um, passionate, faith-filled donor who, when I first started with the mission, and, you know, we actually went out golfing, and we were talking, he, says, he said, you know, I've been supporting the mission, and he said, 
am I really making a difference? Uh, you know, really, mm-hmm. the misery, I just, you know, we hear so much about the misery. And, and I just laughed and I smiled and I said, then we're telling you the wrong story. Because mm-hmm. the uh, amazing part is that, you know, every single day we are actually taking a family out of poverty. You know, re- whether it's providing them with a skill and a trade or whether it's providing a microloan or... You know, as we talked about earlier with the anemia, and this will be a part that's you know kind of really fun too when we sit in our view um, and with our backgrounds is that, and people sometimes uh, you know are shocked when I say this, but you know families want to be able to to uh, raise their own their own food, but they have these sure. little tiny plots, so they don't have room for a goat or room for you know <laughs> right. a cow or to get milk. So let alone they feed them. Guinea- yeah, yeah, they raise guinea pigs. Oh, and they eat them. Oh, my gosh. And they're very nutritious, and they <laughs> like them a lot, and they don't eat very much, and they don't take up much space, but it's a huge source of protein for them. <laughs> so, you know, we can provide a breeding pair of guinea pigs with a cage that fits in their little backyard, and they can buy the, the grass and stuff that the guinea pigs need, and not only do they breed them and provide wonderful protein <laughs> for the family, but they're able to sell, you know, individual I- guinea pigs to other families right in their community without leaving their home because they don't feel their children will be safe. So even something like providing a family with a nesting pair of chickens or a breeding <laughs> pair of guinea pigs, it is that, you know what that wealth is? You know, we provide what's called a home in a box. So a home in a box is the, the basic supplies that a family might need to improve their living conditions. So cookware and a tarp and washcloths and and eating utensils, and uh, rope, and duct tape, and clothespins, and tubs. And so that, that tub will be about $100, $120. And we probably just doubled their net worth. Oh so when gosh. you talk about providing them with an opportunity for their own protein, it's huge. So every single day, you know, and, and what I told that donor is that you, you are making a huge difference. There are, after having been down there for 40 years, we have hundreds of students who have graduated from post-secondary training. We have built hundreds of homes. We have installed water systems. We have um, brought thousands of people from the United States and the United Kingdom down to the mission to understand the, the true lives of these people and their hopes and their dreams. We go right into their homes. We see how they're living. And then we tear it down and we build them a brand new home in the course of a week. And at the end of the week, they're sleeping on beds instead of on uh, a pad on the dirt. And they have a you know concrete floor and they have a propane cook stove and they have in that now they can don't, they can, uh, dedicate their resources to moving forward. Mm. Yeah, because if your whole day is spent walking a mile to get water, right, you don't have much time to do other things. Right. No. It's survival. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. If friends, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Todd Mickelson. Um, he works with Friends of Chimbote. Todd, can you give us a little... Um, 
website, if people are listening to this and are inspired and want to help and want more information, where can they go? Yeah, they can, you bet. The, our website is friendsofchimbote.org. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, uh, which is at Friends of Chimbote. And you can keep up with our stories on our website. You can, you can sign up for our, uh, to be a, in our circle of friends. So we'll mm-hmm. provide you with periodic email updates and twice a year newsletter that will tell the stories mostly of these people, of these amazing people and how our programs and how our donors are, are uh, truly impacting lives. And then the, you know, we do our, probably our, our best opportunity is for um, in mission visits. You know, we have uh, people, you know, shudder when they think of, you know, going into this poor area. But we have, we've been doing that for, again, over four decades. We have dormitories that people stay in. We have projects organized for them to participate in. We have translators. You don't have to speak Spanish. We help organize the whole trip. And we are we are looking for, you know, faith organizations, congregations, service clubs, uh, families, you know, to travel down, make a difference, and then come back and be the voice. Right. Because that's really what they're looking for is they're, they're really looking for more people to advocate, more people to understand, you know, how they really can make a difference. And it's a, you, you will, there's no doubt, you will return changed. And you will be um, a little more understanding, a little more grateful. Um, it's not a guilt. I, I haven't experienced many people who come back, you know, guilty, but maybe mm-hmm. just a little more determined. Wow. So we're talking with uh, Todd Mickelson this morning about Friends of Chimbote. Father, have you ever been on a mission trip? Not like that. Like no, that. I haven't gone on one outside the country, so most of the mission trips I've done have been within the United States. And yeah. again, I think sometimes even what you see in the United States, you just are in awe that people live this way mm-hmm. or have to live this way, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. yeah. Father, how's so. your schedule? Well, <laughs> very good, Dad, you know, um, <clears throat> busy, but... <laughs> But whatever the Lord wants is what I want as right. well. Perfect. Oh, is... So my guys... Spanish is probably the real question. How's my Spanish? We could send the associate. You don't need it. You don't need it. I guarantee you, you know, um, there's so Somebody much. Somebody will translate of, for me. And there's so much of body language and there's so yeah. much of uh, facial expressions. And it's, uh, you know, my Spanish yeah. is, is terrible. Yeah. Uh, but I so still... Do you... Do you have any mission trips planned at this point? You know what? We're just we're looking at 2022 right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we think that we'll be able to go back down. Uh, as we talked about earlier, the, the, the um, pandemic has just devastated right. um, the country of Peru. Uh, they don't have health care. When, when the pandemic arrived, you know, for 35 million people, they had 200 ventilators. <gasps> 35 oh million, they had 200 ventilators. Some of the highest comorbidities in the world with sure. asthma, obesity, diabetes, heart yeah. conditions, high blood pressure. Um, so it was dangerous. You know, yeah. it was very dangerous. And, and you know, we suspended mission trips and uh, we're, we're, you know, consulting with our team in Chimbote. We're looking at the, the national requirements from the government of Peru. Um, we're looking at how can we do it safely. But we have, you know, we have 
people who are just absolutely restless to get down and start work again. And we just have to figure out how we do that safely. You know, back, you know, people have to be vaccinated and, you know, you know, it certainly is uh, going to improve their likelihood of returning in a healthy state. Uh, So there's a lot we have to weigh, but we do anticipate that in 2022, we'll be back down on the ground. Okay. Wow. Wow. They're probably in dire need now that they've had the pandemic. They are. And, and, and what happened is that uh, the, the very poor had no money right? because they work day to day. But they actually, the government, government approved did the right thing. I got out of the country one day before they closed it. March oh. 14th, we were down with a small group. March 14th of 2020, we flew out. March 15th, the president approved closed the country. He quarantined the entire country for 230 days. Can't leave your home. Martial law. And when they did that, they actually said, well, but we have to help our poor because 70% of our economy works hand to mouth every day. Mm-hmm. So we'll provide $220 for their basic necessities. But the poor didn't have bank accounts or a means to access the money. Right, right. So it's just the reality is, you know, we're, so what happened is that they just, they, they, we have been spent the last 18 months in humanitarian aid. We had to drop a lot of our hand up and just deal with soup kitchens and meals and water and basic medicine. And, you know, yeah. we bought oxygen tanks and we, you know, we, it, it's been 18 months of, of uh, trying to keep people alive and just absolutely, you know, um, reduce the, the humanitarian crisis. And, and now we're looking. They're they're getting close to 40, 45% uh, vaccinated. And I would, I, you know, they, they are welcoming. They're standing in line for the vaccinations because mm-hmm. they know what it means if they get the disease with their health care system. Right. right. Well, Todd, we've ran out of time this morning. Give out the website one more time for those that are inspired and interested. Yes, it's uh, friendsofchimbote.org. And our phone number is 701 364 0162 and uh, we'd love to continue the conversation all right thank you so much Todd, for joining us thank you so much for having me absolutely all right father we got to take a quick break when we come back fittingly we're going to be talking about suffering oh there we go (laughs) there we go let's keep it rolling more rural presence live folks right after this live engaging and local this is real presence live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.